0: Hi and welcome to the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm Adam Payne, your host. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more about building a stronger, more profitable business, then please visit www.adampayne.me. Right, hashtag 5.30 uh, live uh, with um, Luke from LW Digital. And we're talking all things uh, Google uh, search advertising, aren't we, Um, today? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah for a short yeah. so uh luke's done some slides so we're going to go through uh so i'm going to ask luke to fire up the quattro and um and set the uh slides going so we can talk through
1: lovely cheers adam so yeah like you said today we're all good see the slides all right yep all good lovely um so, yeah today we're talking about google search advertising and the value this can bring to particularly small to medium sized businesses, um, which is the area which my business tries to specialize in, um, and one which we're in a lot of networks with people of that situation. So try and give some advice to them. And yeah, we're going to talk things all Google search ads today. So within the slides, um am just going to touch on these main five areas. First one being what is Google search advertising um, and what's it all about? Then we're going to look at the breakdown of an ad, so what the different elements and parts of a Google search ad are. We're then going to look at the Google Ads process and how somebody eventually ends up going onto your website when you make a Google ad. We're going to look at the where, how much, which and what of adverts, so getting into those areas and getting a bit deeper into what ads are all about. And then we're going to understand how you appear at the top of Google in the Google Ads auction. Um, what we're trying to do this week and keep it nice and simple within hopefully 15, to 20 minutes, aren't we? Like we did last week. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to it, but we just want to give people the basics and understanding of it, really. So here we go. So what is Google search advertising? So essentially, Google search or search engine marketing or paid search marketing, whatever you want to call it, refers to the sponsored results that appear at the top of Google search listings. So what I've done here is I've brought a graphic up on the right-hand side. So if you were to search, for example, estate agents, like the example I've given, you're going to get positions on Google allocated to certain uh, businesses that want to advertise there and this form of advertising place your business at the top of Google's uh, customer search queries, making you visible online at the exact moment that people are searching for businesses like you or the services and products that you provide. So like I said, estate agents, you've got three businesses coming up there who are advertising under that word estate agents. Um, and this can be great for driving awarenesses for small businesses online, increasing the amount of traffic that go to your website, and ultimately generating you more customers and conversions through your advertising
0: strategy. And on that location side, there, uh, yes. Luke are we? Is it best to try and? you're you the expertise on this, monopolize around a local area. Um, yeah
1: basically so what so what we've done later on in the slides will talk about that's within the where Adam as well so where uh, to target with your ads so if you're a local business and you want to compete locally absolutely you can target those local areas and appear within those local searches but if you're a business to operate nationwide and you want to get a head start over your competitors nationwide it's completely up to you you can set those locations so absolutely great point those uh, results will, will vary depending on what location you're in yeah okay so, with those ads we've just seen, um, there's actually different parts. So, you've got your headline, which is, as I pointed out there, you've got up to three headlines on a Google search ad, and then you've got your descriptions as well. So, your headline is this is the attention grabber. So, for a client that I'm working with currently, we've got local expert will writers, and then we've got their name, and we've got all things to do with will writing. So, this is essentially when people search, for example, will writers, grab their attention, let them know that we're the business that does this. And the local expert will write a bit, for example, it's going to grab their attention and make them want to click on the advert. Your description, this just describes exactly what we've said before about your products and services and what you do. So let people know once they've seen, okay, local search expert, uh, well, expert. sorry. Um, what do we do as well? Give them a service, which is going to again, tempt them to go and click on your website and have a look. Um, and within here, like I said, underneath, you wanna put your USPs, your prices, your promotions and exclusive offers, and just empower those customers as much as you can to make a click, click onto your advert and come and check you out uh, on your website. Now on the uh, example on the bottom, we've got something added extra. So there's something called an ad extension. Now these are extra parts of your advert that you can add on that all do different things. So for example, one ad extension is a lead generation form. One is a call button. So it's giving people an extra option to go onto your website or complete an extra action, so they can give you a ring, they can fill out a lead form, get and generate generate data on them. But then below we've got something called a site link. So this is just going to highlight the different areas of your website that they might want to go and click on. So any property location, London for example, uh, and best prices paid. So these are all areas of your website that you can highlight through these Google search ads. And then it's about using those landing page links.
0: Yeah. Now. If I remember rightly, I think the headlines and stuff like that, it, it, um, Google actually does put sort of like preemptive sort of text yes. in there, doesn't it, based on on your, on your background and your settings and things like that. So it's always yeah. well worth uh, checking uh, that uh, prior. Absolutely.
1: Because it will generate, it's quite clever as you know. Google will generate some suggestions for you, but yeah, there can be things that it will take off your website that you don't think are necessarily relevant to what you want to be advertising. So always check them, Uh, particularly within your headlines and your descriptions, like you said. Yeah, great point to raise actually. Yeah, they think they know.
0: (laughs) It was pulling something from from one page and 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 that was completely irrelevant to what I was actually posting on. So you do have to watch it,
1: and that's. Yeah, exactly. And, and in doing that, that's going to affect actually how highly you rank because it won't be as relevant to customers that are searching. So that's a really good point. That's going to affect you down the line. So make sure you check those. Um, and with the landing page link, which is just at the bottom of the page here, this is just all about sending people to the right page. So again, link to that point you've just made, Adam. If you, for example, you've got information about one page on your website, but you're sending them to another page, number one, Google's not going to like that. And they'll know because they'll do some background checks on your ads through their algorithms and see what content's on that page. But if somebody clicks on your page and is looking for, for example, for me, if they're looking for social media marketing and I send them to a page for Google ads, they're gonna instantly click off. So that click and you paying for that click is completely irrelevant. So we wanna try and minimise those stakes and send people to the exact location they wanna Yeah, You're looking. Yeah, absolutely this is just a side point and Google's um, functionality being showed here, really you can create things called uh, responsive search ads. So if you think, okay, I, I like a few of these headlines. I like a few of these descriptions, but I'm not too sure where to position them. Um, what to include, you know, I've only got a limit. What you can do is on Google, you can actually submit up to 15 headlines and up to four descriptions. And Google's going to use its previous uh, data, its machine <clears> learning, and it's going to actually work as we go along and advertise to customers and see which combinations of these work best for your business. And eventually, it's going to find those two or three combinations which are great and keep showing them out. And it's going to increase your click-through rate, it's going to increase your visibility. But it's a lovely little tool that Google do have actually, um, just based on their data, which can help your business out, completely free to use. So it's worth using that, because ultimately Google knows best on the data they have, don't they?
0: I was just gonna say, they're the people that know, aren't they? It's about as same as what Facebook have got, the detail and everything like that, uh, from that point of view. So it's always well worth it.
1: Yeah, and anything you can do to gain the advantage is something you consider. And rule of thumb, you should always have one of these adverts within your Google search ads, and then three adverts that you've made yourself and just see which one performs well and Google will learn for you and present the best ads for you. So just a quick one on the process. So how does an ad end up in front of somebody on Google? Um, And we'll do it from the perspective of a business owner. So a potential customer, the first thing they'll do is search. So the keywords that you select to do with your business, like we just saw estate agents, for example, they'll search that term into Google. Google's auction, which we're gonna touch on later and how that works, um, looks at your bids, looks at the relevance of your ad uh, in part three there, the ranking and determines which adverts and which companies are best to show. Now it is worth noting at this point, again, we'll touch on it later, but the highest bid doesn't always win. So people out there thinking I've got to outbid my competitors. You haven't, you can be bidding lower than them and still appear higher. So just bear that in mind. But yeah, at this stage, the auction considers that and also considers, like I said, the relevance of your advert uh, to the person that's searching. And then the customer's going to click. So if they see your ad, you appear highly and they like what they see, they're intrigued by your website and the way you structured your advert, they'll click on your ad and send them to the landing page. And ultimately that landing page links to the sales because hopefully you sent them to the right place and they found what they're looking for and they go and proceed to check out or proceed to make a booking, et cetera, and generate you leads or sales for your business. So um, we're just going to get into now the where, how much, which, and what. So essentially breaking down Google Ads and the importance of doing them. Um, the where, so this links back to yours, Adam. First of all, we'll touch on the placements, then the locations, which is a great point you brought up earlier. The placements is essentially where you appear on Google. So the first side of this presentation, I talked about the top of the Google and your adverts appearing there. Uh, and there's also positions at the bottom of Google pages. So if for example, there's more than four companies bidding on a certain keyword, because there's only four positions at the top of a Google search. Businesses will then drop down to the bottom of the page. So if you're, let's say, fifth highest ranked, you'll appear at the bottom rather than the top. So it's important to try and get up to the top of Google, make your ads as relevant and as good as possible to get those top four places. But again, being on the fifth or sixth or seventh position, is not always a bad thing because people do tend to scroll down, excuse me, they do tend to scroll down uh, and look at those ads as well. So it's so worth considering it's still a valuable tool, but also linking back to our chat last week about Google My Business, um, we can get you appearing through Google search advertising within maps and having adverts on maps. So this is going to accelerate your local campaigns and really get you ahead of those local competitors, because you can be appearing as you can see on the right hand side here, a company called Maguire roofing and construction. They are now top locally for their roofing business. They may not necessarily be, be the best, but they've got that advertising slot and they're appearing first in front of their customers, which could be massive uh, locally which I'm sure, as we talked about last week, could be vital, couldn't it? It
0: could, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: Really, really good. So definitely something you should consider this um, local campaigns and local search ads. And being local links to the location, so where exactly do you want to target? In the UK, worldwide, you can go to multiple countries, or you can go to one specific local town or city, completely up to you. And again, it completely depends on your goals as a business. If you wanna be nationwide, why not target different locations or the United Kingdom, for example, and appear top of Google for one of your services or keywords. But if you wanna just target locally and you wanna just focus on those local customers, you might have a business like a hairdressers, for example. Again, use that one because that drives footfall into the shop and you wanna be the best business locally and attract those customers, just target and highlight your, uh, your city or your town where you are and appear in those local searches. It's completely up to you you will be getting different results understandably you're likely to get more clicks if you go nationwide just for the fact there's more people searching for those terms but you know more isn't necessarily the best is it because you might want those local clicks and those valuable ones and those 30 40 50 local clicks might be better than those 300 400 500 clicks nationally so it's completely depends on what your goals are for your business
0: yeah something i was going to say here as well is around uh, to, oh yeah the google reviews does Google take into account uh, their Google re- uh, reviews in uh, in the advertising as well?
1: Yeah, so obviously to do with Google, no one truly knows the back end of what Google does. You know, it's like a mystical beast and about how how things appear. But it's not going to harm uh, if you've got those reviews on you. Yeah, and like we touched on last week, having that Google My Business profile you're gonna be appearing because you're gonna be relevant and Google's ultimately gonna perceive you as a good business to show customers. You know, If you've got those reviews on your Google My Business profile, that's gonna help you in the algorithm when Google thinks, "Mm, should I show this ad to this customer? Is it gonna help the customer searching? Because ultimately Google's goal is to please the people that are using their search engine to help them find what they're looking for. So if those reviews can suggest to Google, yeah, this is a great business to show someone and advertise them at the top of maps because they're exactly what person's searching and looking for, I'm sure that will help
0: yeah and the other thing that i was thinking around as well is uh, because when we do research into keyword research you've got uh, the google uh, keyword search but there was another website was it ask the
1: there's, there's so many now so yeah. many i mean now neil patel for example seo guru digital marketing guru yeah. he's got his own platform you can sign up to that um google again keyword planner which is within this document too absolutely brilliant tool for getting some initial data about what you can expect and like you said there's multiple platforms that people can find out uh, more data if they want to but yeah it be, cool. I,
0: neil patel i do like I've, I've i've i follow him and i've got him, him on certain uh, uh, things as well within the marketing side. Really, uh, he, he does a, really he does good. a, a fantastic little uh, quick hit podcast. Um, yes, really uh, of top tips, and it's really good for uh, for SEO. I think it is um, SEO top. Yeah, it's um, really good. Uh, okay.
1: And again, was quite is free on his YouTube channel, so yeah. people can go and have a look at that as well if they want to. It's really good, really good, tool. good. Um Back to this. So the big question which people will say is, how much is it going to cost me? Google Ads. Um, someone who spoke to me today, they said they heard a story about spending £200 in a day. Simply not true if you're setting it up right, because ultimately you set your budgets and you set your bids. Now, Google search advertising is something called pay-per-click marketing, PPC marketing. And ultimately, you only ever uh, pay when somebody clicks on your advert. So if your adverts aren't appearing, you're not paying anything. And if someone sees your ads, but doesn't fancy visiting your website, again, you don't pay anything. Um, With the budgets, it's completely up to you. So I always say to people um, when I give them the data, what I would ideally recommend that they use, but they have the data in front of them themselves. And if they wanna spend 20 pounds a month on Google ads, absolutely fine. If they wanna spend 20,000 pounds on Google ads, completely fine. Completely up to them. Um, and what you do is you essentially will plan for the month what your monthly budget is, and then you'd set a daily budget control. So let's say, for example, uh, £120 is our monthly budget. We would set our daily budget at 120 divided by 30 £4. Now, the good thing about Google is you'll never go over that budget. But if, for example, you spend three out of your £4 on one day, Google will let you spend £5 the next day to balance out the average. So your daily budget. This is going to be your average daily budget for the month. So you'll always spend your budget, but you won't spend over. So it's really, really easy to keep control on that. Um, with the bids, um, on keywords, keywords works, are you essentially say how much you want to bid in relation to appearing in searches for certain keywords, um, now Google will tell you the minimum amount that you should be bidding to appear on the first page. And this is something to really consider if you want to be ranking higher. And it will tell you the maximum. And like I said, you don't have to be bidding the maximum to appear number one on Google. That's not, not what this is all about. Um, but yeah, you set the bids and you always have control over how much you're bidding on a keyword. So what I've found with some campaigns um, using the manual uh, cost per click method, as I've written on this slide, is you could actually have some keywords which are really high performing. So you want to maybe bid a bit more on those. Um, whereas you might have some keywords which don't appear very often. And when they do, you get a lower uh, cost per click so you set your budget lower on them, it's completely up to you. And it's about learning, uh, essentially, which words work well for your business and are cost-effective to bid more on and which ones don't. So again, it's completely up to you.
0: And is it uh, the same, because I, you know, because uh, we had this discussion uh, offline the other week around Facebook and I I run tests. So I do yep. a cheap test for a start-off mm-hmm. and then I'll plough in the whole I'll get the results uh, and yeah. do the analysis and then then uh, go with one and plow in uh, yeah. with a little bit more uh, of a budget um, and expense. Same thing with Google Ads?
1: Completely up to you. Rather than Facebook, um, Facebook's vital to do that because you don't know how people are going to react to your advertising campaigns because Facebook sends it out to everyone and you pay a fee to reach certain people. However, with Google Ads, you only pay if somebody clicks. So. The testing method for Google ads, which I'd say to do is something to do with the keywords and which ones you choose, the match types, which you're going to talk about later on, and you can add or remove certain keywords that are doing well or not doing well, um, but also on your website. So for example, if someone's clicking your website from your Google ad, but then they're not moving on to the next page or down the sales funnel that you want, that is more of a test. So within your Google analytics, see where people are dropping off and see that journey. And you might say, okay, well, we've had 30, 40 clicks this month, but nobody's doing it. Are we sending people to the right page? So you test through that way, rather than on Facebook where you're testing which audiences work, because ultimately the data that Google provides is pretty accurate. So if they tell you you're gonna get 400 clicks this month and appear in 5,000 Google searches, from my experience, that's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, So those numbers don't lie. It's more about when people are on your website or optimizing your Google search campaigns throughout. It's a good point because they are completely different um, marketing strategies in terms of testing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean on the on the uh, the TSM UK three D side, the the e commerce side, we have on that we yeah. get far more from uh, Google Ads than we do with Facebook. Um, yeah, absolutely, uh, it's, it is far better. Okay. Uh, yeah
1: good time to raise this point adam as well google currently offering free advertising money to people that sign up which is great yeah um, we we're having a discussion in the network group the other day people getting varied amounts i've seen 75 but i've also seen 120. Yeah,
0: i got, um, got 80 i think I, yeah, it's,
1: it's no. so but new people that sign up i think you can get the 120 pounds free so what this means is if me and you adam were in a, a client agency relationship i'd say to you okay let's spend uh, 120 pounds this month so anything you spend up to 120 pounds you'll pay for this month but what google are going to do is they're going to give you that back in free ad credit for the next month so if you spend 50 pounds they'll give you that 50 pounds back but all the way up to 120 uh, you're going to get that back in free ad credit so it's really good at the minute if people are trying or considering trying it around christmas maybe or the new year um you get basically get your ads to two for the price of one you know two months instead of one month so it's worth considering really good at the minute from google
0: Definitely. And at this particular time of year as well, um, you know, exactly. particularly if you've got uh, things that are pertinent to, uh, Christmas and, uh, buying those sort of things. Exactly. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, we've sort of touched on a lot of these already. This is just deciding which keywords that you want to use for your business, but really the thing you'd say is just get in the mind of your ideal customer. What would they be searching Google for? Um, you know, it completely depends on your business. It completely depends on your customers. A lot of business owners know what people are looking for when they're finding them. Just put those into Google keyword planner, as you can see below, and just have a, an idea of what data you might get back from using certain keywords. Are there going to be good clicks this month? Are we going to get a lot of clicks? Are we going to get a high click through rate? What's the cost, et cetera. Just make sure, you know, the data relevant to your business. Cause it's completely different. You know, I've had people that have bid in three pounds per click, let's say. And there's also businesses and certain uh, industries where it's like 20 pence a click. It can vary drastically. So just make sure you understand what the costs are involved for your business, basically, and choose your keywords off that if that's something you want to do. Um, But yeah, don't go in blind, you know, use the Keywords Planner tool. Something I do um, when I'm speaking to people is just get the Keyword Planner data for them, send it to them in a presentation, nice and simple, just so people understand very simply what Google's telling them, that could happen for their business using search ads. And it's really easy to understand tool, it's great, and it's completely free. Um, And the match type sort of links to your testing question, Adam, actually. So you might have a list of five to 10 keywords, let's say, Um, but you can set a match type for each keyword. So what this means is if you set a broad match type, when people search for it, let's say the keyword we're using here is Facebook marketing, so it's my business. If people search Facebook marketing, you'll appear. With broad match type, if any of that phrase is searched on Google, you'll appear. So if somebody types in Facebook and not Facebook marketing, my adverts are still going to rank on Google's algorithm and appear. So that can be great for finding out what people are searching to go to your business. However, it might not be great in the fact that you might be appearing for words or phrases, which aren't really relevant. So like Facebook marketplace, for example, not relevant to my business, but people are still clicking through and using your budget. So again, you find those search terms that work and then you remove the ones that don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really important to do, because if you start using your clicks for people's search terms that aren't relevant to your business, you're gonna waste your budget very quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'll certainly get pissed off with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's where the negative keywords come in actually there. So a negative keyword is essentially a phrase that you don't want to appear in. So when people search this phrase, don't show my ads, And that's really good and effective. Um, to reduce those unwanted clicks and those unwanted search appearances and with phrase it gets a little bit more specific so back to the facebook marketing example if someone was searching for facebook marketing support because the phrase facebook marketing is in there i'm going to appear but on this play this example sorry if someone just typed in facebook i'm not going to appear because facebook marketing and that phrase isn't in there So it's just about playing around, seeing which match types work for you. Um, and if you've got a really specific business, uh, or you've got keywords, which we know work really well. So, um, for hairdressers, it might be student barbers. If that's a really, really, really key, uh, really good keyword, which drives lots of results for you, set it to an exact match. And you'll only ever be appearing in auctions that are searching um, and people that are searching for exactly that phrase. And that's really, really good. And it's a good way of keeping those costs nice and low because you know exactly what people are searching for. And you only appear um, when people search for those terms. And it makes your advert super, super relevant. But again, that's part of the testing, you know? If you start off initially with broad and find some terms that drive really good clicks to your website and some that don't, or don't drive clicks that aren't relevant something you can do and modify them so it's worth noting that these matchups are really important
0: yeah absolutely i think the key thing on this all this stuff is it you've got to keep testing got to keep testing the marketing and see which works
1: yeah, exactly uh, it's never a plug and play uh yeah. digital marketing. it's never that it's all about that um, and that's the one thing that people really uh need to have an open mind going into it you know the data's all there but ultimately you've got to find eventually what works well and once you have that system built there's some great tools which you're not going to talk about today uh AI and machine learning that Google has within Google search ads and they can do some great things for your business like cost per acquisition you can set an amount on Google get yeah. the search convert but it's all about getting that initial data before we talk about that so that's why we're not talking about that today but it is really really important to test like you said yeah absolutely and one is 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 to do with what so what should you put in your ads like we've said the ad copy Um, It's got to be really important. Ad copy is essentially just your text, your headline and your descriptions. But different audiences are going to need different uh, text. So for example, uh, this is another example I've got from working with someone today. If you sell sweets and vegan sweets, people who are a vegan really want to see that word vegan and vegan sweets involved, make it super relevant to them. However, somebody that doesn't and isn't a vegan and they just like general sweets, could potentially be off-put by the word vegan sweets. You know, they might think, oh, these sweets aren't for me. These are these are just vegan sweets. It's not always the case, but it could put people off. So it's about tailoring those adverts and texts to your audiences and your different targeted consumers because ultimately that's going to drive higher clicks to your website and a higher click-through rate, which is great, and increase that relevance. And it is worth uh, mentioning as well, always consider the relevance of your ad because this is going to rank you higher within those Google search results. And ultimately reduce your costs as well. You know, you might not pay as much per click if your ad is super, super relevant. Um, Again, locally focused, make sure your wording appeals to local customers. Um, Again, that's completely uh, dependent on your type of business. But again, people do like buying locally and they do like using local businesses. So That could be really, really important. Highlight your USPs in your headlines and your descriptions. Just encourage people again, just to make sure they're clicking on your ads. They know what they're going to get and they're really interested in the services or products that you provide and encourage that action as well, you know, calls to action like free marketing consultations, et cetera, uh, book a free uh, call with us today, free evaluation, words like that, just gonna encourage people to get involved even more.
0: Yeah, that's that key thing that I, I go on about all the time is always put something that is uh, an action for the uh, customer or the, uh, the target audience to go take the next step in that customer journey, that customer value journey. So that call to, exactly. call to action is always critical in everything we do. Um,
1: yeah. Like you said, Adam, it's, it's vital. And if you're not encouraging people to do it, why would they be doing it? You know, you should be telling them and selling yourself within these adverts, yeah. really making sure they know why they should be using you. Yeah, and how
0: nice we- nice and simple and just uh, uh, move your time. Because if, if you haven't got it, it's bad marketing, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. And then you've got those ad extensions as well, which we touched upon, which can be really good. You know, certain businesses take calls over the phone, for example. Highlight that within your adverts. Make it super easy that in one click people can do that. Um, some people like highlighting their service catalog. That is an ad extension, which you can add in, show all of your services within an ad. So people might not want the service you're initially advertising, even though they've searched for it, but they might see something in your description and think, oh, they do this as well. Let's go and have a look at their website. So just always make sure that your ad extensions are great. And you can talk to people about what ad extensions might work best for your business. Ultimately. And the last slide now, I know conscious we've been talking for a while but this is basically the main question of how do i appear at the top of google okay like we said at the start it isn't just who bids the most because google want people to benefit from using their search engine so if google was literally showing all the ads of people who bid the most but weren't the most relevant to what you were looking for on google people would switch off google they'd say i'm not using google it doesn't give me the results i want however That's not the case. And these five factors are the things that determine your ad rank. So essentially what position you rank on Google. The first one is the bid. Um, Completely contradicts what I've just said, but there is limits to what you can bid. So if you're bidding, let's say a pound and your competitors are bidding 10 pound, Google will let you know whether this is going to be enough to get you on that first page. They have to have thresholds because otherwise, like I said, it would be unfair on the businesses that do want to spend more on their advertising, but it also gives that uh, advantage to people that you can still be on the lower end and still be ranking higher than people that are bidding more. Then your ad threshold this is just literally the quality of your ad and how good it is. Um, you're not going to be appearing high on Google if you've got ads that aren't of a high quality. Uh, the quality of your ad, again, completely depending on the text, the headlines, and trying to increase that relevance, but also other aspects of your ad, like your landing page, for example, if you are sending people to the right page. So, if your ad that doesn't reach a certain threshold, it's not going to be shown top. The context of the query so like we discussed earlier about location if you're in a location where a business isn't advertising you're not going to see their adverts Uh, so that's not going to be shown within your search query but it might be and it will be to people that are in those locations again uh, the time you can set certain times that you want to advertise on google ads so if people are searching within those times uh, the ad will be shown if they don't it won't appear and then devices as well you know mobile advertising now is absolutely huge if you want to just advertise to customers and you think your potential customers just use mobile that's something which you can do and your ads then won't be shown on those desktop google searches so that's worth noting if it's something relevant to your business i think the time the ad-
0: one is a is a decent one as well because the uh, as long as you've got the analysis there you can you, you can understand and know when your target audience is actually online at that particular point to push Absolutely. the ad in front of them uh, yeah. at that particular point as well. So- and that
1: might be which is you look at your budget then in those times, Adam, as well. You know, we want to spend more money at this time of the day because we know our main customers are on them. That's a really good point. Yeah, You know, really looking at the data and seeing what works best for your business again. Um, with the ad extensions and their impact, Google will estimate the contributions of those and how good they are for your ad. But there is a rough limit. You know, you should be using around three to four ad extensions on each advert. And ultimately, a point which I didn't touch on earlier, which I shouldn't have done. Um, as we saw in the first example, uh, the first slide, I might just go back to it quickly to show what I mean. Uh, here we go. So as you can see here the top advert, those two uh, ad extensions, any property location and best prices paid. Can you see there that it's taking up a lot more of the space on the Google search? Now, as simple as that is, that's going to make people see your advert, isn't it? A lot more than someone who hasn't. So, without those ad extensions, the webuynow.co.uk, they're not going to have that advantage of capturing the eye in that space. So, the ad extensions, maybe it's simply just going to catch people's eyes more, just having those on there. You know, it's going to really benefit that. Digital real estate is what the gurus normally call it, I think. It is, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah digital get real estate. Because yeah, yes. the
0: other thing around that is, is having some of because you've got some of that white space between the letters, uh, yes. between the paragraphs and everything like that, which makes it yeah. easier on the eye and easy to consume better. Uh, exactly. And that, again, is what you want.
1: Yeah, so underneath, that's a great example. You know, you've know, you got uh, getasian.co.uk. Their advert looks slightly more bunched up. They've got a couple of uh, ad extensions there for compare estate agent fees, free valuation, see how it works, their aspects of their website. They're not as clear as the one above it. And like you said, it's more bunched up. So again, that could give you an advantage just to, aesthetically. You know, people might be more willing to click on your ads because they look better. Yeah. On a simple so, so They're really, really, really valuable to make sure that you know um, what ad extensions to use. And the last point on this, how to rank higher is ultimately the auction time and the quality. So Google will determine um the quality of your ads based on the components below which we're going to touch on at the time of auction so if you know certain competitors are bidding at that time it's going to consider everybody's adverts the quality the bids the ad extensions and ultimately determine the combination of those which one it thinks is best to show in positions one all the way down to four and then lower on that page Um, and your quality score determining your quality um, is estimated by Google based on these uh, components below. So you've got your expected click-through rate, which ultimately is how many people are going to see it, and the percentage of those who are going to click on your advert. The landing page experience, like I said to you, Google's really, really clever on that. It will go on your landing page uh, through AI and check the layout of it, check how easy it is to use, the relevance of the wording on there. So you know you can't just shove a hundred keywords on a web page. And Google will be like, oh yeah, there's your keywords. We're gonna send that to the top. It's not how it works. It's really, really, really advanced now because people were doing that in the initial days. It doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. The ad experience needs to be really good for the customer. Because again, ultimately it's about Google's goal is to give people the pages that they're looking for. So it's really important on that aspect. And the last one is ad relevance. How well does your ad match these searches? You know as I've put down the bottom, that prevents businesses paying to the top. So if you've got a good ad, like I said, and banging home that fact that you don't have to be the highest bidding company if you've got it set up well. And if you've got your ad set up right with all the things we've talked about today. Um, so yeah, get your quality score up. And ultimately in the auctions, your ads are going to perform higher.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Excellent. That's it. I feel like I've talked for half an hour, but hopefully that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, top. exactly what you want you know from that side is is the the thing for me is is is, i know we've gone into the basics on this is that you've always got to be testing the marketing always seeing what works what doesn't switch it on switch it off uh not be disheartened either if it doesn't get you the results or doesn't get any anything for you because it's you've learned so there's something yeah. within there that you can utilize and improve on and, and take it to the next one. So that's why it's always to always be testing.
1: Always, always, always. There's never going to be a stage where you're going to max out Google ads and be the king of Google ads. You're always going to have to learn. Uh, and like I said, from the start to, until you, the whole journey along that, it's about learning, using the data and always taking things from it and improving. Yeah. Could that be improving your ads, could be improving your website, could be improving your services there might not be services that people want you know but just taking that uh, data on board and learning from it's a great point yeah
0: do you want to take it off the uh, off the uh, stop share screen thing okay. and we'll just have a, a quick chat I was just thinking then around um i read actually um I think it was yesterday it was yesterday or the day before where somebody uh, somebody said where is sales it always used to be always closing yeah. Now it's more like around always opening on the sales side, but if but the statement was if sales is always is to be always closing, marketing is to be always testing, and yes. that is for me the way it sums it up really. Um, you know, yeah. And and I would say that it's always be opening on the sales side and always be testing on the marketing side to enable that opening. Uh, from a sales point of view. Um...
1: I just want to add, Adam, as well. I didn't put this in, and this is just relevant to small to medium-sized businesses. Google Ads is a really cost-effective way of getting your business seen online. Mm. If you start spending money, that means people are clicking on your website. If you don't spend money, but you're out to ranking higher, people are knowing about your website and you gain that awareness and impressions in Google searches. You know, it's really cost-effective because if you're paying, you know that people are going to your website, ultimately. Um, and for businesses that don't have a massive marketing budget, you know they might be a safer alternative to use Google ads rather than social media ads. so they might not have five pounds a day to put into testing in the learning phase of google ads uh, facebook ads sorry, but with Google ads you only pay when somebody clicks and you know you're getting results to your website then
0: yeah, because I know that the the facebook facebook ads is is, is in some respects quite a long term strategy in uh, particularly mm. with um, some of the stuff that I do with the online courses. i don't expect anything from it is purely just awareness because it's it seems to be very very hard to sell an online course through facebook and that side i don't Uh, know whether there's sort of like a the no like and trust factor will come into it but it's sort of like uh, how can i say there's probably the back of the mind around saying well am i going to pay for this Uh, the online courses seem to be the worst ones for me but I just look yeah. at it as it's just awareness. You know, it get it gets the, yeah. the business name. Um
1: marketing nor PR's is bad,
0: is yeah, it? Yeah, no, yeah. But the Bernie Eccleston the Formula One. There's no bad no 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 such thing as bad marketing.
1: There you um, go.
0: Because you uh you learn from it and just uh and just keep moving forward and testing it. So yeah. Well, that's top. Excellent. Um we shall probably end it in the next uh minute or so. I know Sarah Palmer Grenville has just put on uh the uh, also ask.com uh, which is a keyword thing uh, so uh, oh, yeah. I think Sarah is watching um, so yeah hello Sarah yeah. thank you very much for watching um, and uh, we shall pick up next week on the next step are we still talking Google are we a bit
1: if people think that was enough basics to understand then we can go on because the next side of Google search ads will be all the automated and technical stuff which might be a bit you know, a bit much at this stage, oh. so we might make up next week. You never know, we'll keep it interesting.
0: Uh, Sarah's just said hello <laughs> on the comments, so hello, Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah, so next week then we'll do something uh, different, as I say, because I think you will be getting into a lot more technical side, and that, that, yeah, uh, that is a little bit different. Um, um, so we will uh, we will uh, surprise everybody again next uh, week, next week, yeah. Thank Thank you very much, Luke. Great to have you along. And uh, we'll end it there. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts.